We know that Ilya Sorokin is the Islanders' MVP, but today we discuss one line and one defenseman who have really made a difference for the Islanders over the last 12 to 15 games. Plus, we take a look ahead at two big weekend contests against the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Carolina Hurricane. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Friday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. want to thank everybody for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Lots to discuss on today's show, but first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on the show, feel free to send us an email, the email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So join me for some instant insight and analysis, and it's always great to talk a little Islanders hockey with fellow Islander fans game time or anytime. So please do reach out. I wanted to start today's show talking about uh, a line combination and a defenseman who have really made a difference for the New York Islanders, especially since Matthew Barzal went down with his injury. And, you know, that has really been... If I would go back in time and say to you, you know, Matt Barzal is going to get hurt and the Islanders are going to go on a big run and go from out of playoff contention to the first wild card with, you know, six, seven, depending on the team, games to go in the season, I don't know how many people would have believed that that was a likely outcome. And yet, here we are looking at a situation where the Islanders have played exceptionally well. And this line that I'm going to talk about, and one defenseman in particular that I'm going to talk about, they're not the only players who have made a big impact. I mean, certainly, uh, Ilya Sorokin has done a very, very good job 
over the last month or so since Barzal went down. And the Islanders would not be in a playoff position without the strong play of Ilya Sorokin and Semyon Varlamov when he's called on to play goal. Uh, certainly, there are other players whose return, you know, getting J.G. Pajot back from injury, Cal Clutterbuck back from injury, all of these things have helped. And yet, the big issue when Matthew Barzal went down is where is the goal scoring going to come from? Because Barzal, his skating, his passing, his playmaking, you know, it creates time and space. It makes the offense a bit more potent. And man, have we seen how missed Barzi is on the power play. The power play was pretty bad when he was there. It's been dreadful, really, since he's been hurt. But that being said, one line in particular has really stepped up their game. And even though they are looked at on the depth chart as the Islanders' second line, they've really kind of been the first line. And of course, I'm talking about the trio of Brock Nelson centering Pierre Engvall and Kyle Palmieri. And you go back and look at the last nine games that, you know, this line has more or less been together for that amount of time. And Brock Nelson, four goals, six points, a plus three over those nine games. Pierre Engvall, five goals, seven points, a plus nine plus minus over those nine games. And then Kyle Palmieri, five goals, five assists, 10 points, and a plus one over those games. And look, you know, there's power play time and, and times when the line does not necessarily play together that also affect you know, the, the plus-minus totals and, you know, penalty kills and, and power play time, all of those things do factor in. But, boy, has this trio really done a bang-up job of becoming the number one scoring line on this team. And one thing that I've been very surprised about is the strong play of Pierre Engvall because... You know, when the Islanders acquired him, I was saying, okay, he's a third or fourth line guy. You can move him up to the second line if you need to. He's got speed, but he's not a natural finisher. You know, that was sort of the, the scouting report on Pierre Engvall. And yet he has really shined since joining the Islanders, took a couple of games. You know, he was on the fourth line and kind of struggling to see where he would fit in. And then Lane Lambert put together the Nelson Engvall Palmieri line. And boy, have they really taken off. And, you know, Engvall, the Islanders, especially after trading Anthony Bavillier to get Bo Horvat, speed became an even bigger shortcoming on this roster. And then, of course, when... You know, Matthew Barzal goes down with an injury. You lose one of your fastest skaters on the team. So who could really skate? You know, you had Dobson and Barzal as sort of the elite skaters. Yes, Ezekis hustles, but he's 
you know, not not blazing fast. And, you know, there are a couple of other guys on the roster who, you know, can put some speed together. But getting Engvall into the lineup and then figuring out good chemistry and how to use him, he was sort of freed, I think, in a lot of ways. From, you know, on the Maple Leafs, that is a very deep lineup offensively, and he was playing third or sometimes fourth line minutes, and that, you know, you know, he doesn't get a lot of ice time. Well, with the Islanders, that has most certainly changed, and, you know, now he's getting 15, 16, 17 minutes a game, uh, where, you know, when he first came to the Islanders, he, you know, first game he played 17 and a half minutes on the first line, then he goes down to the bottom six, 12 minutes, eight minutes, and then gradually those numbers start coming up and this line has really clicked. And we all know Brock Nelson is more than capable of providing this team with offense while Kyle Palmieri has really just woken up. And, you know, he had just some really strong performances Uh, including that big four-point game against Anaheim, a two-goal, three-point game against the Devils earlier this week. Even in the loss to Columbus, he had a goal and an assist. So this trio together really seems to have clicked, and they have become big impact players for the Islanders just when you thought the offense was going to go in the tank, and it did not. So, uh... Lane Lambert got to get credit for putting this line together, number one, and then number two for sticking with it, even when he was juggling the first line and, you know, the Bo Horvat line and the J.G. Pajot line, uh, you know, mixing and matching some of those players. He kept the identity line together and the Nelson Engvall Palmieri line together, and it really has paid off. When we come back, We'll talk about a defenseman who has also made a big impact on the Islanders since Matthew Barzal got hurt, and we'll preview both of this weekend's big games for the Islanders against Tampa Bay and Carolina. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The tournament is heating up, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. And then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net. All on the app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And yes, You can use your knowledge of the Islanders on FanDuel. Check out the odds for this weekend's games against Tampa Bay and Carolina on the app. So don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. So look, there are a lot of defensemen who I think have played well over the last uh, month since Matthew Barzal went down. Certainly, Alexander Romanov has picked up his game, and and Adam uh, 
Ryan Pulak has played good. Mayfield, a little inconsistent. When he's good, he's really good. When he's shaky, you know, he's he's a little shaky. And, and then, of course, you have uh, Noah Dobson, who, you know, really has done a good job offensively, but defensively makes me very, very nervous. But to me, Adam Pellick has really been a difference maker on this blue line. And you have to remember, Pellick got hurt early December. His last game was December 6th against the St. Louis Blues. Does not return to action until January 23rd. He missed six, seven weeks of action. And then it took time for Pellick to get back into shape and, and you know, game shape. Not just, I can play and then I can play, you know, 20, 22 minutes. Yeah, no. To get back into game shape, to get comfortable with where his game was at. And lo and behold, he really starts to take it up to the next level shortly after Barzi gets injured. And, you know, he had goals and back-to-back games against the Kings and the Jets uh, in late February. And then you see the numbers of uh, minutes going up from your low 20s all of a sudden to 25 minutes, 24 minutes, 25 minutes, 26 minutes. And he solidifies the defense so well And the fact is about Adam Pellick and Ryan Pulak, for that matter, you put them with one of the other defensemen and their defensive play gets better too. So I I, I think Pellick really has been, uh, you know, a big factor in this team's recent success. And, you know, look, a couple of plus three games, the, the big wins over Toronto, and New Jersey, for example, Pellick is a plus three. And his penalty minutes lately have gone down. He basically has, uh, in the last 14 games, four penalty minutes. So, you know, he's not taking, when he first came back, he was taking some uh, questionable penalties because he was chasing the puck a little, maybe was a little slow to react, not quite in as good a shape as he used to be. His return to form has been a significant factor in the Islanders' recent success. So, to me, that line of Nelson, Engvall, and Palmieri, and then the return to form of Adam Pellick, all of, you know, these players have had a really good impact on the Islanders, and they are reasons for the team's recent success. All right, so big games coming up this weekend. Not easy, to say the least. These are going to be games that, you know, the Islanders, if they can get two points out of this, these two games on the road trip, Saturday at Tampa Bay, that's a 7 o'clock Eastern time start, and then Sunday at Carolina, uh, and and. The Carolina game is going to be a 6 o'clock Eastern time start. These are tough, tough games. Tampa Bay, third place right now at the Atlantic Division. That's just 
most likely where they're going to stay, and they'll most likely face Toronto in the opening round of the playoffs. This is a team that can still score. They're sixth in the league in goals scored, but 13th in goals against. The power play is lethal, and the Islanders are going to have to stay out of the box. They're fifth in the league on the uh, power play, almost 25% success rate. The PK right spot in the middle at 16th. And, you know, Andre Vasilevsky, everybody talks about what a great goalie he is, and he is a great goalie, but Vasilevsky... His numbers aren't up to par. And look, part of it is because of the way the team has played or not played well in front of him. But, you know, 32-20-4 this year, three shutouts, but a 2-6-4 goals against and a 9-15 save percentage. Those are not elite numbers by, at least not by Andre Vasilevsky's standards. And Vasilevsky playing tonight in the Lightning's game against the Capitals, or should I say Thursday night. So whether or not he goes again on Saturday against the Islanders, or they go to back up Brian Elliott, who has a 3-3-0 goals against average and an 891 save percentage, remains to be seen. Look, we have faced the Lightning in the Stanley Cup playoffs the last two times we were there in the conference final. They have gone to the Stanley Cup Final three years in a row, winning two of them. And then last year, they lost to the Colorado Avalanche. This is a good, deep, tested team. But unlike their recent past, they're not really rising to the occasion late in the season the way they usually have. The lines, there's so many familiar players. Braden Point, Steven Stamkos, and Nikita Kucherov. That's the top line. Nick Paul, Brandon, uh, Brandon Hagel, and Ross Colton make up the second line. With the third line, from left to right, Patrick Maroon, Anthony Sorelli, and Alex Kalorn. The fourth line, Pierre-Edward Belmar, uh, rather, centering Tanner Janot and Corey Perry. On defense, Victor Hedman and Nicholas uh, Perbix are the top pair. Uh, Mikhail Sergachev and Darren Radish are the second pair. And then Ian Cole and Eric Cernak, the third pair. We mentioned the goalies, Vasilevsky and Elliott. And, you know, the Islanders need to rise to the occasion. Let's get one point out of the, uh, two points rather, out of these two games and go from there. But, uh, you know, if the Islanders don't play smart defensive hockey, this Tampa Bay Lightning team, guys like Point, who is closing in on 50 goals right now, uh, he absolutely could hurt the Islanders. And, you know, we know what Stamkos can do. He's got 31 goals. Nikita Kucherov is over 100 points already. Uh, Alex Kalorn over the 20-goal mark. Stamkos... You know, th this is a dangerous team from top to bottom, and the Islanders need to be ready to take on the Tampa Bay Lightning on Saturday. We have got more to get to on today's show. We'll preview Sunday's game against the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, that's the first place Carolina Hurricanes uh, in the Metropolitan Division, although New Jersey not that far behind them. We'll preview that game. We'll also have our Islanders birthday of the day. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. So Sunday, 6 o'clock, Islanders and Hurricanes. And yeah, 
Carolina will be in Montreal on Saturday, so they are also going to be playing a back-to-back. And injuries <coughs> really hurting Carolina as of right now. They are an outstanding defensive team, second in the league in goals against Frederick Anderson and Antti Ranta make a very strong duo in goal. And uh, Pyotr Kachetkov was really, really good when injuries struck the other goalies. So, you know, this is a team, it's not just the goaltending, but the team defense is good. Offensively, they're middle of the pack, 17th in the league. But I'll tell you, the power play for Carolina, 19th in the league, 20.7%. Again, a little below average, but their PK is outstanding. Second in the league, 83.8%. And look, we know Sebastian Ajo, not the Islander Sebastian Ajo, but the Hurricane Sebastian Ajo, 33 goals on the year. Martin Netcash, 27 goals. 68 points. This this is a team that is certainly talented and has some speed and some skill, but boy, do they shut you down defensively. They're disciplined. They're well-coached. Uh, they're a little more talented offensively than the Islanders, but defensively, they may even be better than the Islanders, and uh, I would expect a low-scoring game. The line combinations for Carolina, Ajo, Seth Jarvis, and Netcash are the top three. The second trio is Jesperi Kotkaniemi, Stefan Nosen, and Jesse Pugliarvi. Then the third line, Jordan Stahl, the veteran, Jordan Martinuk, and Jesper Fast, followed by Paul Stastny, Jack Drury, and Derek Stepan, uh, as the fourth line. Meanwhile, Jacob Slavin and Brent Burns are the top pairing. Brady Shea and Brett Pesci are the second defensive pair. And Shane Gostisbehere and Jalen Chatfield are the third pair. We talked about the goaltenders, Frederick Anderson and Antti Ranta, but listen to the injury list. Andrei Svechnikov, who's been a, a big part of their offense, on IR. Max Pacioretty, on IR. Andre Cache. On IR, Jake Gardner on IR, and Tuvo Teravainen, he is day-to-day. We'll see if he is able to come back and uh, play against the New York Islanders. But as of right now, he's not there just yet. Uh, did not play in the Thursday game against the Detroit Red Wings. So, look, Carolina, because... They are battling the New Jersey Devils, trying to be in first place in this Metropolitan Division. And one other thing to keep in mind, this game against Carolina for the Islanders could very well be a first-round playoff preview. Carolina, if they finish in first and the Islanders are the first wild card, that's who the Islanders will face in the first round of the playoffs. Now, nothing is certain yet. But uh, keep your eyes out and look for a tight-checking, positionally sound defensive game between two well-coached and really smart hockey teams coming up on Sunday. So, time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And today 
is the 70th birthday of former Islanders defenseman Gord Lane. Gordy Lane, originally drafted in the ninth round by the Penguins back in 1973, but did not play for Pittsburgh. He broke into the NHL with the Capitals in 1975-76, had a little three-game cup of coffee and scored his first goal, became a regular in 76-77, and the Islanders acquired him early in the 79-80 season. That was their first Stanley Cup year. And, you know, even though Gordy Lane never scored more than three goals in a season, never topped 18 points in a season with the Islanders, you talk to a lot of players who were on those four Cup-winning teams, they'll tell you how important a physical presence, a strong defenseman, a guy like Gordy Lane, who at 6'1", 185, was big for that era, he made a very big difference for the Islanders. Don't know if they win those cups without the contributions of Gordy Lane. One of his better games with the Islanders, we go back to February 21st, 1981 at the Old Barn, the Nassau Coliseum, the Blackhawks, with Murray Bannerman in goal, Chico Resch in goal for the Isles, and for Gordy Lane, a goal and an assist in this game, so a two-point game. He also had two penalty minutes and he had three shots on goal as the Islanders beat the Blackhawks on that day 6-3. to three. But Gordy Lane stuck up for his teammates, shut down talented players in the defensive zone, and really was sort of a goalie's best friend. So happy 70th birthday to Gordy Lane. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen today. Now make your second listen game to game NHL every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every contest from across the National Hockey League with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. We will be back on Monday with our key takeaways from this weekend's action. Big challenge here, facing two quality opponents, and uh, hopefully we'll have some more updated injury news on Matthew Barzal. Still not skating. Don't think he's coming back. If he does come back before the season ends, it's going to be really at the end of the season, so we'll keep you up to date on that. I will be live tweeting during this weekend's game, so join me for that. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders!